You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail. And you can follow us at Not of the Scribe. Uh, also, want to make sure you're checking out Locked On NBA. It's small market meets big market. Wednesdays on the Locked On NBA podcast. Join Jake Madison of the Locked On Pelicans podcast and John Corrales of Locked On Celtics for a look at the NBA week from all angles. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast today wherever you get your podcast. So we got a couple of things that we're going to talk about today. Going to discuss James Brego, who joined Josh Graham on the drive over there in Winston-Salem. He discussed Kai Jones and whether he's going to be playing in Greensboro a lot this season, just how much he might be playing. We'll dissect that comment here in just a moment. Also, Bleach Report, Zach Buckley, to be uh, specific, put out a ranking of the NBA franchises that have the top 10 cores under 25. Where do the Charlotte Hornets fall on that list? And are they ranked in the correct spot? We'll talk about that here in just a moment. Plus, there's a rumor that the Hornets could be interested or at least showed some interest in reuniting with a former player. We're going to get to all of that today on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Let's start with that Kai Jones soundbite, though, Nada. Um, mm-hmm. James Borrego, again, joined Josh Graham, and Josh asked him, how much do you anticipate Kai Jones being a part of Greensboro this year? And Borrego, I think when you look at that comment, he said, yeah. look, it depends on what he does with his energy, putting pressure on the rim, running the floor. Those are some of the things that if he does it well enough and continues to buy all in with those types of things that maybe he can help as soon as this season. But not of the more you listen to it, it does sound like James Borrego anticipates Kai Jones getting some time in Greensboro this upcoming year and then the following season providing an impact. And in fact, to maybe not as verbatim, but very close to it, James Borrego said, my goal and belief is for Kai, uh, for Kai Jones to help us out next year. And look, you and I were basically going Zapruder film trying to yes, figure out <laughs> the difference between this season and next season, right? Like, does yeah. he say next season as in 2021, 2022, or does he mean that as in 2022, 2023? And so I needed to make sure I had context clues to figure that out. But he also says, you know, in summer league, like they're just not there yet with Kai Jones watching him out in Vegas. Now, it does seem like Kai is going to be someone that more so helps you in 2022, 2023. Like that's the goal and that's the vision for James Borrego as it stands currently. Well, it kind of makes sense. Oh, no, it absolutely does. Like that's the thing that uh, like and when people started pushing back on me on this and I started pushing back on myself, if I'm really honest, at, at, with some of the stuff that I saw in Summer League, but a lot of the stuff that he needs help with, like the physicality of playing the center position, he's going to need physical help with that. And then that, and that's before we start getting to the mental game and the fact that this kid hasn't been playing basketball for that long. This will be his, what, fifth year of playing basketball, period? He started at 16. Like At some point, we got to really just start pushing out this idea that just because the guy doesn't help you, doesn't mean that you that he can't make an impact. 
I'm one of those that really does that believes that he can help you this year. But when you hear comments like that, you hear specifically Brego mentioned there were certain things that he doesn't like, specifically the jump shot and him trying to take everybody one on one that he just doesn't like. And he's got a coach out of him. This all makes sense. I personally do not understand if for like for me, I do not understand how folks will be upset if he doesn't contribute this year. It creates a bigger conversation on other things, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like this doesn't surprise me because I was kind of one of the few people that started saying Kai Jones doesn't help you this year, and that's okay. Like, there's a certain set of parameters that he's got to make to contribute this year, but those parameters are so broad and there's so a lot of it has to do with the mental game much less the physical game that I just don't see him contributing this year and I'm okay with that yeah I mean I mean when they drafted him he was always going to be a developmental project that was always the case with Kai Jones and James Borrego discusses it in that soundbite where he just needs to understand defensive schemes in that league once you go to the NBA you need to be able to understand everything that's going on in that side of the floor. And if he doesn't, which it's going to be hard for him to do immediately upon stepping into the association, uh, because, because that's, that is so hard and I don't think he's going to do it this year, then yeah, uh, this is a guy that's developmental that will probably see a lot of time in Greensboro that if he is with up with the big boys, that he's not going to play a ton. And we know that Borrego can certainly have a short leash with these types of guys. Now he will pull the trigger on some crazy lineups. He doesn't care trying different things from game to game. We know Borrego, he he's going to be a wild card and be the mad scientist with lineups. But that also means, okay, Kai Jones goes out there, inevitably makes a mistake because he's a rookie. He's going to go and see the pine again. And and what allows you to be okay with that in Kai Jones' scenario is that he, James Brego has done a good job of utilizing Greensboro. So it's not like he's yeah. going to sit on the bench and rot. Um, you know, you're, you're going to get to see the NBA front row. And you're also going to be able to play against Greensboro uh, or with Greensboro against the G leaguers. And there's a lot of talent down there as well. So I'm with you, Nada. Like if you want to talk about the other factors that this affects, then it means that you're looking at your depth at the center position. If you can't really rely on Kai Jones this season, it means Mason is going to start. We Maybe that. P.J. Washington plays more minutes or certainly a significant amount of minutes, and maybe those are the two centers that you're looking at right now. But the whole idea was to try to take some of that wear and tear at that spot off of P.J. Mason comes in and can do that, but it, it, is Vernon Carey your next option if Kai Jones still... I think so. I, I think so, too, and, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm fine with that. I mean, offensively, so polished. He's going to do some really nice things. I, I think he knows where to be. We've talked about the athleticism. I've given you the eval on Verdon Carey, but it does seem like Verdon Carey is that next guy outside of PJ, outside of Mason. Yeah, like I, I do think that this means that, unfor- for, fortunately or unfortunately, Vernon Carey and Nick Richards have a spot, have a real shot to earn minutes this year. And this is one of those times where, Yo, I'm I'm happy for him. I don't think this is a good plan. This is kind of why 
I was one of those that wanted a Bismack Biombo or some sort of other vet center. I didn't think you could go in there with the young talent that they have. And they, maybe they do get better. Maybe I'm wrong about this. But for right now, I don't like the way this is going. I, I, I've i said this before, relying on P, uh, a mix of PJ, Carrie, Richards at center isn't really a plan. It's a wish. And I... I honestly wish there were a better, how would I put this? I wish there were a better plan put together. And it's also why I kind of see Biz, the, the Hornets telling Biz, yo, stay by the phone. If we really don't like what we're seeing here, you're going to get a shot at this. I, I just, for everything, I'll, I just don't see how the either of those centers, any of them, uh, except for maybe PJ, how that's a solid plan at this point. Yeah, PJ and Mason, those are your those are your guys right now. I mean, and, and Vernon Carey, and and we'll see about the development of Vernon Carey as the season goes on. Because again, we've talked about it offensively, can do some nice things defensively. The the athleticism isn't there, but can you be in the right spots enough to make up for that? All right, Nada, we've talked enough about that. We'll transition, maybe talk a little bit more about that center spot, but also the top uh, cores in the NBA of players under 25. Hornets have a decent amount of players under 25, so we can get to that in just a moment. But let's talk about sweat block first. And, and you know what? We talked about an uncomfortable situation being the back backup center spot for the Charlotte Hornets. Let me tell you about something else that's kind of uncomfortable to talk about, and that's sweat. Excessive sweating is a problem, especially if you live in the South, especially if you live in North Carolina, especially this week with the temperatures getting to 94. Some of you know that I've personally dealt with this. When I speak in public, I can't help but sweat through my shirt. When I speak on a podcast, I can't help to do it either. At this point, like... I, I'm very, very, very conscious of the way I sweat, but I'd rather not worry about it, and that's why I use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed. The next morning, you wake up, you wash, and you go about your day without having to worry about sweat, guaranteed. I've used it for the last little bit, and it has prevented most of the, the sweat problems I have. They have that nice little antiperspirant lotion that you can use in certain areas that we cannot say on decent places that you record stuff so mm -hmm. but it it works it works well i know it sounds too good to be true but i only have to use sweat block a couple times a week to keep and it keeps me dry the entire time no more pitting out no more picking my shirts based on which one will hide the sweat better no more picking stuff just to basically make sure that i'm comfortable as you know what if you or someone that you love is dealing with this you got to check out sweat block Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon or CVS. Trust us, guys. This stuff works. And, and thank us later, please. It's the truth, man. Go get Sweatblock today. It's an awesome product. Let's transition and talk about those young guns on the Charlotte Hornets roster coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. I said, oh, oh, hell yeah. Just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me. You're going to be singing the chorus to Billie Jean if you ain't careful. <laughs> and Again, I point to the lie. Yes, I you're well. Yeah, you're right. This goes back to our first conversation. There's a yes, lot of babies does. being exactly. had out there. Goodness gracious. <laughs> exactly. Unexpected ones. Point ones to that the lie. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is 
Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got on your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. There's so much stuff out there. Well, I want you to tell, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, all of the different things that you have to bring together, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Also, content varies by package. Let's get to this young core, Nada, where Bleacher mm-hmm. Report, specifically Zach Buckley, he writes, all of the best cores that NBA teams have under the age of 25. The Charlotte Hornets, they come in as the eighth ranked team in this process. Remember, we could go back to Bobby Marks putting out the assets and the young guns rankings for NBA, uh, for ESPN's NBA site, and the Hornets would always be towards the bottom. But ever since then, PJ, Miles, they helped give you a, a little bit of excitement. Malik Monk, he would show out every now and then. But you started to get a little bit more improvement that way. Devontae Graham certainly helps you. And then boom, LaMelo ball hits. And now you're really cooking with oil. Well, now the Charlotte Hornets, they're ranked eighth. And the core consists of LaMelo Ball, Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, James Booknight, Kai Jones. And if you want to include J.T. Thor or Vernon Carey in there, feel free to do so. But we know the pillars of the guys that are under 25. And this is what Zach Buckley writes. There were many draft pundits who argued Ball should have been the first pick of the 2020 draft, and those people get paid for a reason. Ball's first NBA go-round was electric. He dished and dimed as expected, but he also dropped in buckets from all over and even defended a bit. He worked his way around a fractured wrist and still became just the 14th freshman to ever average at least 15 points, five rebounds, and five assists. Ball is the headliner. So let's stop there before we go to the other players. Mm-hmm. LaMelo Ball is going to raise the rankings because he had an awesome season statistically, eye test, advanced metrics. LaMelo was awesome. And he's the guy that is going to raise your core and even raise your expectation more so. Like you even think about him serving as the catalyst of being ahead of schedule. You know, you can go to not expecting to sign Gordon Hayward as making you ahead of schedule, right? Terry Rozier having a career season last year, Malik Monk having a nice stretch, Devontae providing the good shooting. There, There are a few factors as to what put you ahead of schedule getting you to the fourth seed along with other teams as well, kind of not performing up to snuff, but you get the idea. LaMelo is the guy that was the catalyst that brought you to some of the uh, high, some of the uh, high excitement last year. So, and, and, and some of that reason for hope going forward. No, they they give you a lot of, uh, they do give you a lot of hope. And so I do really, again, LaMelo did change a lot of the calculus on all of this. So when you start talking about being the eighth best core, which I need to ask you a quick question. Who are the seven above us? All right, we'll go. We can do that if you want to. Dallas is at seven. Luka Doncic, Moses Brown, Tyrell Terry, Josh Green. Essentially, it's Luka Doncic bringing them up to seven. Denver comes in at six. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Zeke Naji, Bol Bol, Bones Highland. 
Uh, Phoenix comes in at five, self-explanatory. Devin, yeah. well, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. That's really it because Jalen Smith is listed there as well, and he did nothing last season. Uh, the Grizzlies come in at four with John okay. Morant. Yeah, we can get we can get behind the Grizzlies there. John Morant, Jaron Jackson. They've got a ton of young guys. It's basically NBA draft Twitter uh, running the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. The Pelicans come in at three with Zion, Ingram, Alexander Walker. Uh, at two, really? the Bo- yeah, the Boston mm. Celtics come in at two. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, oh, yeah, under Time Lord, who just got paid, Peyton Pritchard, Aaron Neesmith, and then the Atlanta Hawks come in at number one with Trey Young, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Herter, Reddish, Akongwu, Jalen Johnson. I mean, that they do have a lot of really talented young guys. Um, do. So what do you think about their plays ranked as the eighth team in that category? I like Luka, but I, again, he's not a lo- like he's not enough to put like serious stock in a 25 and under best cores list. Like I guess that's my problem. Like there's certain ones like Denver, I understand that you have Jamal Murray, but Zeke Naji, Bull Bull, Michael Porter Jr. Like I like there's some of it I really do want to quibble with and I want to kind of say the Hornets probably deserve to be a little bit higher on this list. Like the top 2, top 3, like I get but there's a there's a lot of this that feels like once you have once you have a couple of max contract guys under 25, you really shouldn't like that feels like I, I don't know. There's something not right about that list. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, the goal the goal is to get two potential all stars, and so or or just what I mean. Look, Luca is an MVP candidate, so he carries a ton of weight to get you to seven. But then you get to Denver, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. All-star candidates. Denver gets up there. Phoenix, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, all-star candidates. They're going to get you top five. The Grizzlies, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., all-star candidates, along with a Desmond Bain, who was pretty good last season, a D'Anthony Melton, Zaire Williams, Xavier Tillman Jr., who everybody loved in the second round. Like, you can see that they have the star power and the depth. The Pelicans have Zion. They've got Brandon Ingram. They've also got some depth. Like, I'm not... I'm not going to quibble with this nearly as much. Atlanta makes a lot of sense to be number Mm. one in this category. They had an awesome draft. I mean, to get Sharif Cooper and Jalen Johnson with those two picks, that was awesome. Along with Trey Young and some of the other pieces that they've drafted in the past. Like the goal seems to be get two potential all-stars and then the depth is going to allow you to move up further in the rankings. And right now, as much as I like Miles and PJ, the Hornets have the depth and they have the one potential yeah. all-star slash superstar. But I don't know, what's the over-under on all-star appearances for Miles Bridges? Because I think it's a half, right? Like I'd put it's it... has got to be at least half. It like, right? I, I like think so, he gets one, but I also think that's because that's on the back of a LaMelo ball. So yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, right. And so for PJ... I mean, you probably, I love PJ. It's probably generous to say an all-star appearance, you're putting it at a half. So I would take the under on, on both of those. So like that, that, I think that's the point. And that's why I don't have any problem with the Charlotte Hornets being at number eight, even though I really like where the Hornets are with their under 25 guys. And who knows what James Book Knight or Kai Jones or these rookies that we haven't seen in actual NBA game, what, what they can be. And, that, and you're right about that because the Book Knight could be, I think one or one, if not both, will hit, and that's also a key reason to be patient. One, if one hits, you're talking about this team potentially having a top five core young core in the league under 25. 
if both hit, you're talking what top three probably. Where you revi- where you rival probably Atlanta as the only team with more guys under 25 that you can legitimately win with. Like that's a ridiculous core, and to think that like three years ago, this team was not one of those that you would think would have this kind of young team and young core and at the same time still remain semi-competitive for the most part. So this is a testament to Mitch Kupchak and what he's done in terms of building the roster for this team. Yeah, you know, we've talked about the the hardest thing being finding the potential superstar, and LaMelo has that within him. That, that That is within his stratosphere that he can reach, and it's not in a lot of players that eventually get to the NBA, and that's huge, right? I mean, that carries a lot of weight for the Hornets to get up there, and, and maybe that's the reason you do say, let's move the Hornets up further because of LaMelo's superstar potential that he has within him. Um, I, I, again, I think the fact that other teams besides Dallas have two all-star potential guys along with some depth as you go down the list. That's why I don't have a huge problem with the Hornets being where they are. Uh, But it doesn't mean that you like we're excited about LaMelo. We're excited about Miles being a starter on a good team. Same thing with PJ, right? Like they've got that certainly within themselves. And then we'll see about James Booknight. Um, Let's take a quick break, and then I kind of want to talk about the rookies and and some of the things we discussed with Kai Jones. I want to revisit that in the third segment, and then maybe we can also get to uh, James Booknight as far as his immediate impact next year and then what he could be going forward. But not before I talk to you about Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar, they've got so many delicious flavors. We talk about them all the time, but there's a reason. It's because they're fantastic. They've got the staples, mint brownie, double chocolate, orange, cookies, and cream. It's all very good. They're covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, but also they're healthy for you. High in protein, high in fiber, but they're also low in sugar and they're low in calories. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's talk a little more about the rookies coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. February is Black History Month, and the Lockdown Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Lockdown Presence More Than... God Almighty. <laughs> Keep this... Pres- you're, you're not deleting this at all. This is going to end up being a, a, a bit. I promise you. It's going to... No. No, it's going to be a bump. It's going to be a bump. Let it, let it, just let it be. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets Podcast. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. If you want to go bet on that over under figure given to the Charlotte Hornets at 38 and a half, go to built, uh, go to, excuse me, go to betonline.com. Bet online. Uh, you can head to their website or you can use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. They're your online sports book experts. Promo code is locked on. I want to talk a little about. Kai Jones real quickly. Um, you know, you mentioned that he hasn't played basketball a long time and going back to the draft when we were talking about our rankings, who we wanted to see the Hornets draft first and foremost, and James Plowright sent out that exercise, getting a couple of people that cover the Hornets, what their opinion was. I think I went James book like six or seven. And then yeah. I went Kai Jones literally right after that. And I think also we ranked the top 14. And so we we really swung into a territory, at least for me, where 
those were the last two guys that I would be pretty happy with. And it was kind of James book night, but I also, I obviously was intrigued with Kai Jones. Cause how can you look at that body and not be intrigued with it? And the other thing that I wanted to give Kai the benefit of the doubt on was the fact that he hasn't played all that long. Yeah. And I know that it, it, and that's the kind of thing where you can't really quantify it. There's not a whole lot of stats that can back you up on. Okay. If this, you know, some, some dudes, that have only played a certain amount of time, it might take them a little while, but they've certainly got the ability. Kai Jones has the ability to be special. It's just all about him understanding the game. And you know what? I buy into that. I, like that's, that's not something that you can quantify. That, that's tough. And, and, and maybe somebody has done a study on players that picked up a basketball for the first time at 15 and, and, and how good they turned out to be in the NBA. Like I'm, maybe that study exists and they tried to measure every single player that had that happen to him. I don't know. But I buy into that. And, okay. and, and, and I'm just, and, you know, to Kai Jones's defense, right? Like I, it's just when we talk about who we were more interested in, it's a risk versus reward scenario. It's clearly a pretty high risk to take Kai, who doesn't exactly know where he needs to be right now. And, um, you know, didn't even, it uh, wasn't even starting at, at Texas, sure. despite being a sophomore. But also you can, I, I buy into that, Nada. And, and it seems like you do too about, yeah, this is someone that he's, he is a little late to the game, but it doesn't mean that he still can't be good. And you know what? At 19 instead of 11, like that, that's a decent swing for a guy that does have a very good amount of potential. And more importantly, you got to think about the price tag when, when we ha talk about Kai Jones. We're only talking about what's probably going to end up being two second rounders being given up for that. Two future second rounders. This was a deal that really helps out the Hornets. And most importantly, Mitch is trusting the Greensboro system. We've seen this work before. Dwayne Bacon, in his flashes, rode the bus from Charlotte to Greensboro, practiced in, practiced in Charlotte, took what he learned and took it to Greensboro. You're probably going to see the same thing with Kai Jones this year, and it's okay. We bring up Devontae Graham as the biggest success story to that, and I couldn't agree more. That kid learned how to play NBA basketball because there is a lag time, even for the most adult folks like Devontae Graham, when it comes to learning the NBA, the nuances of the NBA game. It's much more of a cerebral game than we give, ever give it credit for. So, when we have Kai Jones that may not start the year with the big team, and there are going to be people that panic, because there are always people that panic, because it's never too soon to panic about whether this, <laughs> this kid's a bust or not. At the same time, I just want people to understand that if that's the case, that doesn't mean any less of him that he couldn't contribute this year. That just means that he's a kid that only had five years of basketball that legitimately has some things to learn and some things to work on and it's hard to do it at an NBA level and compete at the same time. <laughs> this is no longer a developmental situation in Charlotte. Wins are expected. Wins are hoped for. We've heard Mitch Kupchak talk about this right now. I don't understand like so this is why I keep trying to tell people and I'm find myself flipping and flopping on when they're going, he's actually going to help you. And I may be changing it back from January to, he may not help you at all this year, but I do think that this kid learning how to play and giving him the space to do so in Greensboro 
might be the best thing for him right now. And it's not like that's not a slight on his talent or his ability. That's just saying mentally he's not there yet. Yeah, it is okay. okay. And you know, I when I was in love with Zaire Williams in the draft process, like it, it was the the off court qualifier of you know what he was going through with COVID nineteen issues, uh, as well as deaths in the family. Right, like also he was kind of dealing with an injury there as well. But just the off court stuff, you know, it, it's always tough to quantify what that means towards a player. And and I buy into that, right, because it it buys into the human element of something affecting the game. And I think sometimes that can happen. Like maybe some people use the court as an escape and you know what, you're wrong for buying into the off court problems and, and that affecting, you know, fair enough. Like, I, again, this is an imperfect process. You're never going to be a hundred percent right. Um, on when you're trying to evaluate this stuff. But I, I just thought that was enough of a reason to believe in Kai. Okay. It, it's been a long time. Um, you know, or excuse me, no, it hasn't been a long time. Excuse me, it hadn't been a long time since he's been playing the game like these other guys who have been playing basketball all their lives, but he still has the ability. And so I think that's kind of interesting there and, uh, you know, why we can kind of buy into that. Um, all right, now to just looking at more of the core real quickly before we end today's show, you know, we, we did LaMelo, that's self-explanatory, love what we're getting from LaMelo, Miles and PJ, those are guys that we believe in as well. Um, are those, who are the players that are going to contribute this season? Because clearly it's that core, but what, what about James Booknight? Like how much do you see James Booknight contributing as soon as uh, this season? Like it's different with Booknight for me. Booknight, as we saw, had his numbers kind of suppressed means that he didn't have very many. How would I put this nicely? Offensively gifted players on his team. A lot of his teammates were really, really good defensive stalwarts. So that's an, that's an area of concern if you worry, how does James Booknight not get minutes to start the season? It's probably going to be on the defensive end because, as we know, Borrego requires at least some sort of def- defensive co- uh, competency to play on, on, on the floor and get big minutes on the floor. That's what kept Malik Monk off the floor at times. So a lot of this really does depend on how well he plays defense. I'm not necessarily so worried about that. The only thing that potentially keeps a guy like Book Knight off the floor is if his jump shot's not there yet. And if his jump shot's not there yet, then James is going to be like, if all things are even and Cody Martin can play better defense or Wessa Wundu or whomever wins that battle for one of those roster spots, Borrego's going to lead to- lean towards defense unless Book Knight can prove he can score early. I think he can score early. I think he can do a lot of things early. I think he can play make better than people gave him credit for, and we saw it in Vegas. But I think Brit, I think Book Knight's going to contribute early. I just it's just a matter of can he defend at an NBA level to where you're not worried about it. And as soon as he does that, yeah, I mean, yeah, and and because I don't expect this to be a good defensive team this year, um, you know, and when you look at the Hornets. I think hopefully the shooting like a Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier being out on the perimeter, hopefully LaMelo can continue that shooting from last season, especially before the injury took him out and lowered his percentage. You know, maybe that's somebody that also will allow there to be some lanes where book Knight can do what he does best and attack. I, I I'm, I'm interested in the free throw rate 
you know, how many times is he going to the line because he attacks the rim so well and he gets there so well. I think that's how he makes a living, especially with them losing a guy like Malik, you know, because he was the best attacker by far and and then finisher at the rim, you know, and Terry had a good two point percentage, but also it's the mid range that really Terry flourished. Malik was somebody that was very good at finishing at the rim. We know Devonte struggled mightily in that area. So, so I wonder if book night kind of counteracts that, you know, he, he can attack the rim. At least he showcased that at UConn in a way that maybe your other perimeter players don't as much your other backcourt players to be specific as much. I think that's how, you see him provide something unique with this basketball team. And I'm excited about that. And hopefully the shooting could be good enough to create those lanes. And as you know, it's not in-depth analysis to say that a jump shot himself, it, you know, or to have a jump shot for himself, isn't going to open things up, right? Like if he has that jump shot, then players can't cheat off of him, and they have to actually contest because he can hit that if you leave him too open. And then of course you get two up on him. Borrego has the speed and athleticism to drive right by you. So can book Knight have a three point percentage to where it's better than we thought like LaMelo ball did last season. And that certainly opened some things yeah, no, up. That, in that's game. one thing just as if the three ball comes, then this, kid might be a sneak i'm not saying he's gonna win sneak um but he could be he could have a legitimate tyrese halliburton effect on a team that already was pretty loaded in the guard position so i really do believe in him i'm not saying he's going to be rookie of the year but if he finished in the top two positions of like let's say he finished second team all rookie would that be a disappointment for you this year because i think he can do it Oh, if a disappointment because he's not first, is that what you're asking? Yeah. Oh, no, that wouldn't be a disappointment. I'd love to see him second team all rookie that I mean, first team all rookie. You know, it's hard, especially with the talented class that you have this season there. Yeah, like Jalen's I mean, like Jalen Green's the one guy, but I do think book Knight has the potential for being having a all a second team all rookie year this year. So sure. No, I, I hope he gets that. Now, at that point, you're really talking about just getting your return value immediately, right? Like, you know, he's the 11th overall pick. You're one spot from, I know it doesn't work this way, but the top 10 picks, you're hoping they can show you something here and down the line. But Book Knight's somebody that should be able to contribute enough right away to hopefully get a second all-rookie team nod. Because if you think about the locks, you would expect Cade Cunningham, bam, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, like those, those three feel like they should be locks as long as everything goes status quo, right? And at that point, you're only talking about two open spots for a James Book Knight to sneak in there. And it, this Jalen Suggs is someone that I think people are going to love. And he was an immediate, like he was considered a high floor guy with all-star potential too. And if people fall in love with Scotty Barnes' defense enough, you know, he could easily make it. My point is, Tough class, very tough. And class. it seems like you, ha- and it seems like you already have three locks. And so for Book Knight to make second team All Rookie, I do not consider that a disappointment at all. I'd, I'd love to see him get second team All Rookie, and and we'll see about contention for first. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at this point, we've ended the podcast on positivity. I think we need. To, I think we need to just go home now. Stop it. Yep. Let's, let's do. Stop. All right. All right. All right. We're stopping. We're here. Yeah. James Book Knight. I would love to see him get there and I think there's certainly a possibility that he can do so. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Hornets. Thanks again to Built Bar, Sweat Block for supporting the show and thanks to you guys. Really, we do appreciate it. We appreciate 
everything you guys do for this podcast, listening, how many downloads we've been getting, how many listens we've been getting. It really does mean a lot to us. Even if you, with a big time hatred, disagree with some of our takes, even if you disagree or whatever, right? Like it doesn't matter. We appreciate you listening. It really does mean a lot to us. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, really any show on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Have a great day and we'll be back with you tomorrow.